Hi, I'm Oma. Shreya. Kellogg. Flynn. March. And I'm your DM, Ethan. Welcome to Venture Forth. Previously, you all had delved deep into the catacombs beneath a forgotten graveyard. You guys had discovered this graveyard just outside of Shreya's elven commune and discovered that this might be the source of the shadows that had been creeping over the lands. You guys opened up a tomb and found a stairway heading down, and you guys followed the lead. Going down into this tomb, you guys had discovered a number of goblin bodies amongst these iron guards that seem to have been engaged in some sort of conflict there. All of them deceased. You guys continued down this long, cold tunnel, and you guys had discovered a small pillar off to your left that held a bright red gem atop it. After reaching out for it, the gem appeared to have disappeared and possibly moved down the hall. Moving throughout these catacombs, you discovered two more pillars, and every time you reached out towards this gem, it seemed to move to a different place. You guys had sort of set yourselves up, one at each pillar, and tried to all grab the gem at once, but it seemed to move even further down into the catacombs. With Shreya now standing at the first pillar, Flynn standing at the second, and everyone else standing at the third pillar, Flynn began to hear the sounds of something dissolving, some sort of acid in the next room beyond. And as you're hearing that, Flynn, what would you like to do? Uh, guys, um, you hear that? What? Uh, here, here, watch. We're, we're downstairs, right? Yes, you guys are, are down the hall quite a ways. So we can't hear him at all? You would not be able to hear this noise, no. Wait, Tries? so who's, who's, Flynn is downstairs? Or is so, he... Shreya is upstairs at the first pillar that you guys had come across. Flynn is in the the room right down the hall from Shreya at the second pillar. The rest of you guys are down the hall, down some stairs, and into the room off to the right, right. at the third can, pillar. Can we even hear him yell? You guys would just barely be able to hear him yell at this point. Am I hearing the acid dissolving sounds in front of me in the door on the other end of the pillar that we haven't gone to yet? Yes. Do I see anything? Um, I, I can't see in darkness, but I'm, I'm assuming there's like some kind of light. Or maybe I had a torch. I think I had a torch. Yeah, so the torch does, the light seems to be a little bit diminished here. Um, and you can't quite pierce that veil of darkness into the next room. Um... While I, after I yell that out, um, can I grab another torch from my bag? Yeah, sure. And light it with the torch that I have already lit. Okay. And then once that's done, I'll take the original torch and throw it, trying to land it like right in the doorway of this other door. (laughs) Okay. So immediately the other room begins to light up. And you can see the bodies of three goblins laying there on the ground with similar slash marks that you had seen in the previous room. 
And you also see two of these iron guards also on the ground with crossbow bolts in uh, a same sort of formation, jamming the gears within. You see this black midnight dark ooze begin to creep over all of these bodies very slowly, only a couple inches at a time. But as soon as it begins to move forward, you can hear the of this this black ooze dissolving the bodies in front of it. How far away is that from me? Uh, this is about 20 feet in front of you. Can I... It Does it look like it's like a solid figure and it's moving towards me? It doesn't even look like it's moving towards you. It looks like it is just very slowly covering the bodies and dissolving them. Right, but it's like a mass. It's not like water pouring into a room. It's like a mass of something that's moving. Yes, or, it's it's more like a sludge consistency. Oh, yeah. boy. Um, uh, I'm going to back out of the room if I see it. <laughs> so it's like basically like 20 feet. It's coming into the room where I'm in, and I'm... It's not quite coming into the room that you're in. It's not quite uh, moving past that doorway. Okay. Um, it just seems to be preoccupied with consuming these bodies that are in the next room. Okay, I'm just going to slowly, quietly start backing up as I see this, because I don't know what the heck it is. And I'm just going to try and get back to the door where I entered to relay with my party, like relay that to my party. <laughs> so whenever they show up after I've yelled. Okay, are the rest of you guys coming back up to no. where Flynn was? You guys heard him yelling. Could we make out what he... We couldn't make out what he said. Probably not, no. Do you hear that? Sounded like Flynn. Do you think he's okay? No. We should probably go. But but if we leave here, does that mean the gem isn't going to be where it needs to be? I mean, if Flynn's in trouble, then it doesn't matter where the gem is. I think about Flynn... Right. He's probably in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Let's get get going. All right. So you guys head back up those stairs um, and meet Flynn right at that that entranceway into the second room that had the second pillar with the gem. Um, Shry, you would have definitely been able to hear all of this just down the hall. um, So you would have been able to walk over as well. What are you yelling about? You look fine. Um... And I point in that direction towards the torch, and I'm just, like, pointing at it, like, what? What is that? What is what? And at this point, you guys look towards the torch, and you guys see this this black ooze beginning to consume these bodies as well. Gross. Does oh. it appear to be alive, the, the ooze? Or, like, it, what kind of... Is it, you can is make it a nature check for me if you'd like. Sure. Uh, 12. This thing does seem to be alive in some sort. Um, you don't know if it has Ugh. consciousness or not, um, but it does seem to be moving in ways that is not like water where it's just sort of pouring out from an area. It does seem to be reaching out and moving specifically towards these bodies to consume them. I will I will pull out my short bow and get ready to fire at it with an arrow just in case. And uh, as I stand in the other entrance to the room, so I'm far away from it. Um... Should we attack it? Does anyone know what this thing is? I, I'm i going to look over at, at Flynn with his bow and say, um, do you think a, an arrow will actually affect it? Listen, it's it's all I've got. Like, it's either this or the sword. Well, 
Well, maybe it's just hungry, and once it eats all those things, it'll be full and it'll take a nap. Hungry for dead bodies? Even if that's the case. No, thank you. How far away is the is the creature from us? Um, at this point, uh, with Flynn having stepped back out of the room, it's about 35 feet away. <laughs> and this whole time, Shrai has been very uh, still and just clutching onto his staff, trying not to freak out. Maybe we should come back later. Do you expect it to, to depart? I don't know. I, I don't like it here anymore. What else is in the room with the ooze, DM? Is there, can, can we, can I make out, because I have dark vision, can I see more? Yeah, so looking into the room, um, you can see that it's a pretty empty room besides um, where these bodies are laying. You can see that the far left corner has been collapsed in. The masonry that holds up the walls seems to have collapsed inward, and that's where the this black ooze is coming from. Um, you can also see that there are three sort of inset um, inset areas within the walls themselves, sort of in a humanoid shape. Um, these look like possibly where these iron guards uh, were being held. Had, had come from. Um, and is there a pedestal in there? There is not, no. Are there any more insets of... of- those body things that are closed still? Uh, looking around, you don't see any. No. Okay. Right. Uh, well, I can't see any I have thing a question. that we need in there. I have a question. Yes, um. Just for argument's sake, those metal things aren't moving now because there's arrows blocking their gears do you think if the arrows get dissolved the guards will wake up and be able to move again uh, without knowing the properties of the, the metal there's, there's no way to say whether or not it would dissolve their their gears just as handily as the arrows disrupted them okay I don't, I don't know beyond that uh, is there anything that I can tell that, that we would want within the room, DM? Is there anything that, that appeals to me? <laughs> For lack um, of a better you expression. You can't see anything at the moment there, no. And when we heard the sound, um, the gem leave us, we heard it go further down the hall downstairs, right? Yes, you did. There was, there was a little brief teleportation <laughs> that you heard down the hall. Oh, so it's probably just down the hall where you guys were. Mm-hmm. Let's go that way. <laughs> right. I don't carefully retreat from Maybe this. just remember that this is here mm-hmm. so that if there's not another way out, we know it's here. Yep. Uh, DM, was there, there was a physical door on this room? No, there is not. Um, mm-hmm. It's just sort of a, a, an archway into the next room. Okay. Would there be anywhere that I just for my personal sanity's sake, would be able to, like, make a quick mark so I could mark and notate in case we came back this way that, hey, this is the area with the ooze, like, on the wall? Yeah, all of the walls are stone, so so however you want to do that, you can definitely try and do it. Okay, I 
would like to then just sort of just take maybe even just the end of a javelin real quick and just sort of mark an X kind of thing. Nothing too fancy or anything, but just to notate that this was the area where some oozy thing is happening. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to do that. I'm just going to take a, a javelin real quick and just sort of mark an X and be like, all right, guys, I, just in case, I don't know, crypts are weird. Sometimes you can get a little funky down here and start going around in circles, but just in case, here's an X so we know that this is where we've been. Um, and let's, I don't know, get out of this immediate vicinity of Black Ooze. Just to just to make sure we know where we are geographically, so we've got... The, the only fork we've really discovered, we have we have one room prior to this one that had a pedestal in it. And then there was, sorry, there's two rooms behind us, both with pedestals. There's like a hallway that ended with a pedestal that led us into another circular chamber with a pedestal that led us into this room, correct? With the with the ooze in it. And then there's a, a uh, fork in the road, so to speak, prior to the circular room that leads us down to the other hallway that contained the locked door <laughs> with the other pedestal, with the third pedestal. That is all exactly correct. Is everyone <laughs> following? Uh, definitely. Yep. Calyx got it, so if Calyx got it, I'll just defer to him. Yep, yep, I understand. Calyx, where right. are we? <laughs> right, okay. Uh, well, we don't know where the gem's gone, though. We, ha- we, haven't, we don't see it on any of the pedestals that we've encountered thus far. Are we even sure the gem is real and not a hallucination of some form? It looked very real to me. Yes, and Shry is actually, uh, depending on how much time has passed to him, he's actually resistant to being charmed, so <laughs> we could, theoretically, we could trust his judgment. Uh, yeah, with his resistance to charms, Shry, you're, you still, everything still holds up. You still see the gem. Well, you have seen the gem. You do not currently see the gem. Right. Um, so down the stairs we go. Down the stairs and down that hallway. There is there is still a ch- uh, chamber we have yet to explore. Deeper into the spooky tomb. Count me in. Let's do it. Steal yourself, Shia. Steal yourself, boy. And uh, as I follow, if you were to look back at where Shrya was standing, you will see a uh, a big clump of feathers that have fallen off of them. Aww. <laughs> Oh, Can I collect some feathers? Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna do that too. Yeah. Ugh. Fine. You can collect feathers. You don't want. You don't want one. No, I like to do my own thing. Okay, I'll, I'll hold on some just in case you want some. I'll put some in my bag. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Let's go down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> And as you guys head back down the stairs, um, you guys hear from the very back of the group um, a little voice pop up, um, that being the voice of Farlane, saying, um, so uh, I'm just I'm just sticking back here uh, behind you guys. You guys can uh, take the front. I'm just going to follow your lead, okay? Uh, why don't you, uh, Farlane, why don't you let me head up the, the rear? You can go ahead and go directly in front of me. Just... Uh, I know you don't necessarily have too much in terms of combat training or you're not used to that. Uh, The last thing I'd like is for anything to sneak up behind us and potentially you not be prepared for that. 
that's actually a very good idea. Um, I, I didn't even think of that. And you can see at this point, he's holding that javelin that you gave him. He's holding it real tight. He's like white knuckling this thing. <laughs> um, and he slowly moves forward with you guys. Um, you head back down the stairs and into this continuation of the hallway. You see this larger room off to your right that you guys had opened up. Um, you discovered that it was locked and you had opened it up. You see that the pillar is there, but the gem is no longer on top. And as you guys continue a couple feet further down the hallway, you see one single doorway in front of you. It seems to be a wooden door, no portholes through it, um, but just uh, one handle and a lock beneath it. Can I listen for At anything this point, coming from Shreya the other side? Is freaking out and he's reached a kind of critical mass uh, and he's gonna ho he holds on to his uh, his staff really really tight almost white knuckling it as well uh, and as the uh, some pink purplish energy pulses around him and his eyes kind of go uh, uh, purple neon uh, he's uh, oh I'm gonna do shillelagh on the staff and then charge toward the door and just attempt to bust it through with the staff. If we can only go one way, let's just go forward. <laughs> okay. Try ya! Whoa, um, whoa, make, make an attack roll. Whoa! <laughs> uh, seven. Uh, seven. It's a stationary door. You still hit. <laughs> okay. Um, and it's it's a pretty big door, too. Um, so, yeah, roll your damage right. with that shillelagh. That is going to be that D8 plus. Uh, that is. That is six arcane damage. Okay, so as soon as your staff comes in contact with it, the door bursts open and the hinges swing wide open. Um, with the amount of force that you put into this door, it didn't seem like the door was locked. It seemed like it was pretty wide open. Um, and the door bursts open. Um, immediately the room in front of you opens up as you can see that there are torches lit on either side, already lit there and seemingly not burning for too long. You look in and immediately, you guys don't see the entire room yet, but you guys see two pillars, these stone pillars that are in the center of the room collapsed there in the middle. Um, you guys see a long, uh, ornate rug draped out in the middle of this room and immediately at the open door you see two goblin bodies not dead from slashing wounds but dead from these these claw marks across their throats as they're bleeding profusely on the ground are either of them uh like alive or are they uh both of them are very much dead okay shraya i think we can just open doors from now on but thank you. Try to collect and myself. a couple seconds after this door slams open with a thud, you guys can hear from within the room, but you can't see its source, a deep growl. Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. Anybody else hearing this? Seeing it? Where's it coming from? It seems to be coming from deeper within the room, beyond from what you can see. Um, Do we see the crystal? What are the dimensions of the room again? Um, you can't quite get a gauge on how big the room is without actually stepping through the doorway. Um, yeah, I have my torch. I'll just, I'll just go, Dude. guys, and I'll just lead in with my torch to get some light as I hear the growl. Okay. Do, do we see the crystal? 
You guys do not. No. But, Flynn, as you head into the room, you see... I'm going to show you here exactly what you see. You see a long, ornate burial chamber here. The pillars in the center have completely collapsed. You see two caskets on either side and one larger, more ornate casket in the very uh, farthest wall of the room. Um, You see more goblin bodies strewn about the, the floor here. And you can see one large hulking mass of of orange and red fur off in the corner consuming one of these goblin bodies. And you can hear it ripping its its jaw wide open and taking flesh from this goblin body. And as it turns around and faces you, you can see its face for the first time. And you can see all of its body is, is this red werewolf type figure. But then you can see just on uh, his right shoulder and coming up the neck and into his face, you can see a, a bit of green from where a goblin body might once have resided. And as he turns to you and growls, I'm going to have you guys all roll initiative. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sorry, what did you say about the goblin Goblin again? Goblin in his face? Yeah, so it seems like this is a goblin that has been 80% transformed into a werewolf. Oh, man. Um, The only parts of it that are still partially goblin are that shoulder, the neck up into sort of the lower half of the jaw and into the face. So much nope. (laughs) <laughs> so as you guys are uh, coming into this room, can I also get a marching order? So Flynn was up in front. Yeah, I'm assuming Shrya is probably close to me as well because he, he just first... bashed the door. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Shrya can be up there as well. I'm I'm probably right with Farlane, just in front of March. Okay. Oma and March are near the back. Kellick, where are you at? Um. I will be just just behind uh, Shrya there. Okay. Open up a little bit of space here. And then I'm also going to place Farlane back here, who is going to be right in front of March. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's see. I'm going to get initiatives now. Maybe we can just close the door and pretend like we never came in here. (laughs) I would like to do that, please. Yes. This is why we're here, guys. (laughs) All right, Kellick, what is your initiative? We got 12. A 12. Okay, Oma. 19. 19. Flynn? 23. Ooh, 23. Nice. I roll real good. Nice. Shreya? Uh, that's a 17 for me. 17. Nice. And March? Eight. Okay. I'm going to roll for this guy. Okay. So... As this goblin werewolf turns to all of you, Flynn, you see it first, and you sort of get the drop on the situation. What would you like to do? Um, am I standing right next to Shreya as he's kind of like figuring life out right now? 
Yeah, you are standing directly next to Shrine. She's <laughs> kind of figuring life out. <laughs> um, I, I think I think I would uh, just kind of notice this with with the uh, with my torch. Look over, see that Shrine is kind of struggling. Just kind of put a hand on his shoulder. It's all right, buddy. I know you're I know you're struggling, but we got some stuff to take care of. And I look back, and is my torch lighting up the whole room, kind of where I'm holding it? Yes, you can see that there are torches in this room already okay. that are lighting up the entire room. This this room, effectively, you can see perfectly. Um, then I'll just kind of like chuck my torch like 10 feet ahead of me just to leave it there just to add more light. And then I'll okay. shing and pull up my sword and pull out my shield and kind of take a, I don't know, I'll take a step forward so I'm kind of more in the room and kind of just, I'll use my action to dodge. Okay, you're going to take the dodge action. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up is Oma. Um, do I see anything? Um, yes. Now, as sort of the whole party is kind of entering the room here, um, the entire room opens up to you and you see everything. Okay. So I see a giant wolf that's turned to look at us? Yes. Um, okay. Um... Yikes. I would like to... I see that there are pillars broken down and caskets everywhere and dead bodies. Um, Is there anything in front of the wolf's path that's flammable? Um, there is not. All, well, there is sort of this ornate rug that has been strewn out in the middle um, that might be flammable, but that's not going underneath the werewolf. He's just off of it. Right, right, but potentially it could separate it from us. So I would like yeah. to try to um, light a portion of the rug on fire that is between him and us, so just beyond that, just in front of that pillar. Okay. Um, the, the second pillar in... Yeah, to just kind of block his path a little bit, make it a little more difficult for him to, her, him or her, to get to us. Okay. Um, and I'm going to use Firebolt to okay. do so. Nice. Um, yeah, so it's it's a pretty large rug, easy to hit. If you hit anywhere even close to it, then, then you're good to go. Um, why don't you roll an attack roll for me? Um, Pretty much, if you just don't roll in that one, then you're good. <laughs> 16. Yeah, hey. you hit the rug. Um, <laughs> and immediately, this um, this rug begins to catch fire. It's going to take maybe a round for it to fully ignite, but um, you've definitely gotten it started. Great. Awesome. Is that the end of your turn? Um, I would like to go behind March. Okay. So you take a step... Back. I would like to take many steps back. You would like to take many steps back. Okay. You are way back in the hall now. Awesome. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got Shraya. Uh, so looking over, would Shraya in his kind of state be able to put two and two together that this uh, would have formerly been a goblin, I guess? At what point during, like, well, at what point did we bust through this door and, and look over? 
Um, make uh, make a nature check for me. Oh shit, that one. That's a critical fail. Yeah, you you really don't know um, exactly what what point this guy is in. Okay, uh, then I'm gonna close my eyes as I look over at the creature. Uh, my vision starts going negative image, switching back and forth, specifically on where the creature is. Uh, and I can't really make out what's going on over there. Uh, I my I am having flashbacks to running across uh, Arctic forest floors. Uh, I'm having flashbacks to uh, moon and some howling. I'm having flashbacks and I, ha- I sense a, uh, I, I, I feel uh, a sense of longing and uh, I, as I hear whispers and sounds of uh, different types of uh, forest creatures and specifically howling, I reach deep within myself, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast speak with animals. Okay, you cast speak with animals. <laughs> um, nice. Oh, but <laughs> okay, uh, what do you say? I say, dear creature of the earth, what brings you here? And its its gaze turns from sort of the party as a whole to you specifically, and you look deep into its eyes, and you you try and make that connection there, but you see that this is a completely mindless beast at this point. You can see behind the eyes there is absolutely no thought to what's going on right now besides attack. I'm gonna recoil in horror, uh, and. Uh, I'm going to how how tall is the ceiling? Uh, the ceiling is about 25 <laughs> feet tall. Um, it goes up quite a bit. I'm going to, in my moment of like this horror of seeing this uh, just will to attack behind the eyes, I'm gonna just take off and head for the ceiling in panic. Okay. All right. Um, is that the end of your turn? Yes. Okay. Next up in the initiative, we have got... We've got the werewolf. So, um, looking at you guys and seeing Flynn as the first one who has charged into this room, it is going to turn from its meal and it's going to sprint towards you, Flynn. Ah! <laughs> going to hop over this collapsed pillar here. <laughs> I'm ready. Ah, come on. And this thing is about nine feet tall, so it hops over this pillar like it's nothing. And it gets right in front of you. And Here we you go, took guys. the dodge action, right? Yeah, he has disadvantage. So I have got disadvantage. Okay, so. Um, he has disadvantage on both of his attacks, correct? I believe so. I okay, so his ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> so he lunges at you first with a bite attack, sure. and you can hear his jaws snap at you. And with disadvantage, that is that's that's still going to be pretty high. That's going to be a twenty-one to hit. That does hit. Oof. So like I try to put my sword up, but he just 
bats it away and gets me in my shoulder. Ah! Okay, but he did roll a one on damage, so that's going to be a three, uh, three piercing damage. All right. Ah! Oof. And then he's going to also uh, reach out and swing at you with one of his claws. Sure, I'm going to attempt to bring my shield up to to block it. Okay, and that's going to be a nine to hit. So his claws just graze off of your shield. Ah, guys, little help. And even with that attack missing, he's still standing right there lumbering over you and you can feel the heat from his breath and his snarl begin to to just emanate off of him. You said he stands about nine feet tall? Yes. Oh my gosh, so he's like twice the size of, of poor Flynn. Yeah. Yeah, this oh, thing man. is... How tall? Is, nine feet? Yeah. Jeez. Holy cow. <laughs> okay, so that's its turn. Um, next up is going to be Kellick. Right. Uh, uh, can I tell if it's wearing the crone? If it's got um, the... Yes. Actually, at this point, you guys all look, and now that it's approached even closer, you can see perched atop of its head is a crown with uh, a simple band at the base and around it is um, sharp, uh, jagged pieces of gold that are reaching up towards the ceiling. But you can see that all of them are, are spaced normally, but there seems to be one, uh, one space where a, one of these uh, pieces of gold seems to have been ripped out. Okay, well, uh, I'll uh, flex my bandaged hand, place it against the amulet on my chest, and I'll say, all right, then, let's test the nature of your might. By the Keeper, I vow to rid this land of your darkness. Eoro! And I cast Guiding Bolt at the creature. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay, that's a 25 to hit. <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely Get hits. Him. Roll that damage. Uh, yeah. I need another D6. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, eight, ten. It's uh, 12, 12 points of radiant damage. And the next attack will have advantage. Okay. And, uh... I would like to move. Uh, is that? Uh, can I get behind the the rock there? Is that a, is that a, an obstacle? Can I pass through that? Um, yeah, uh, the rock off to your left, uh, to, or the one to your right. On the right, behind uh, Flynn. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, there's there's um, seemingly collapsed from the ceiling. Um, there is this rock that you are able to get behind. Um, this rock effectively gives you half cover. Great. Okay. Uh, I will do is that. that the end of your turn? That is. Okay, next up is March. Oh boy. <laughs> the creature is now glowing with spectral orange embers, uh, highlighting its its presence. Which okay. probably makes it scarier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That just makes it all the better. Um after seeing this thing swipe at Flynn. Uh, and seeing Shreya have a full-on panic attack and just fly to the ceilings about this, I 
am would like to move up towards where Flynn is. Okay. Just kind of standing on a dead goblin. <laughs> um, and while I was doing that, I don't know if this is even possible, I wanted to sort of, as I kind of run up, kind of push for Lane back slightly. I don't know if that's possible because I wanted to at least push it so that he was back a little bit more. If it's not possible, no problem. Yeah, um, sure. He, uh, like, you begin to push him and he, his body completely moves with you. He, like, he helps you sort of move him back. Okay, yeah, I wanted to push him towards Ulma so he was more out of knowing that he's probably going to be just in a state of shock and full-on freak out. Um, and am I going to be within five feet of this thing now? Yes, you are. Then uh, I'm going to... Uh, be typical and go at it with a warhammer. Okay, make your attack roll. You have advantage for guiding bolt, right? Yes, you do. Yeah. That's right. What does that mean? You can so roll you roll it twice, them. and then you take the higher number. Oh, okay. Ooh. 23. Uh, 23 definitely hits. Yes, yeah, roll nice, your damage. Nice. Uh, that will be 11, point, 11 points of bludgeoning. Okay. And as you swing your Warhammer around, it sort of uh, leans into it and you hit the the meat of its shoulder. And it doesn't seem to do as much damage. It seems like this is a, a thick, thick hide and it's, mm. it's not going to be taken down very easily. Um, yeah, that's... I'm just going to kind of... I mean, I basically just sort of try and position myself next to Flynn to make sure he's okay. And then am I allowed to scream or say anything? Yeah, sure. Uh, then I'm just going to scream out loud and say, I, do we feel like we've got to get maybe possibly the crown off? Ah! And then just have my shield chilling in front of me with my Warhammer ready to go. Okay, nice. Um, so with that, you guys see just off in the far corners of the room, you see that there are um, there's this this portion in the far left of the room that has been collapsed. Um, again, the masonry just hasn't held up over the years, and um, rocks have begun pouring in. But from the other side, you guys see two indentations in on the wall that look like humanoids. And they are, in fact, filled with these iron guards. Um, Shit. They seem to activate. Shit. And they drop down from the walls with Shit. a thud oh, onto the ground. No. Oh, guys, no. I think we should run. As two of these things drop down. And they are going to both... Um, you see that in, in one of their arms, a sword 
um, or like a like a long blade protrudes from their forearm, and you can see on their other arm um, the forearm springs open, and these sort of wings form, and you can see that a crossbow bolt begins to be automatically. Uh, loaded into the arm piece as it is drawn back and it raises they both raise their arms and fire at the group the first one is going to fire a crossbow bolt at um, March as it appears March is probably the the most dangerous at the moment (laughs) that is going to be an 8 to hit so the the crossbow bolt, the first one, um, flies wide. It is as it was raising its shoulder up. You can see that all of the rust that has formed over the years doesn't seem like it was able to get its arm quite up into position, and it seemed to lock just before it fired, and it went off in a wild direction. The second one fires, and it's uh, a natural one. And so the gears on its arm completely lock up, and it doesn't seem to be able to fire at the moment. Nice. Oof. And uh, it, it may, the crossbow bolt may be, uh, or the crossbow on its arm may be out of commission for a little while. So with that, top of the order is Flynn. Yeah. So March just yelled at me to, about the crown. So as I see her kind of run up, oh, hey, March, this thing's freaking tall. And then, she, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, maybe we can, uh, do I notice the piece that's missing? Yes. Yeah, there's there's clearly... So there are um, spaces for seven spikes to be going up, but then clearly one of them has been ripped out and you can only see six. Um, well, I'll, I'll take... I'll take her word for it and I'll... I'll sheathe my... <laughs> this is stupid. I'll sheathe my sword, <laughs> put my shield on my back... Try and Do it. climb this thing. Do it! Oh no. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so you can take this either as athletics or acrobatics. Sure. Let's That's see. great. Okay. And it is going to make a contested athletics check to try and keep me from climbing. Um, to try and just keep you off. Sure. Yeah. Amazing. Oh my gosh. So, let me see. You are going to have to beat a... Oh, that's not too good. Um, you're going to have to beat a nine. I got an 11. Uh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> so you begin climbing this thing and grabbing in the tufts of fur, and it begins swatting at you and, Whoa. like, hitting its chest, and it's just not able to get you with your, your halfling dexterity as you're able to climb up onto its shoulders. All right, um... So do I just pull it, March? <laughs> I'm gonna say with that, I'm gonna say that that's your your action I'm just, and your movement. I'm just at, yeah, so I'm just at the top and I yell out to March. I'm like, okay, um, here we go. And <laughs> I'm, I'm just ready. at the top, like hands on the crown, like about to pull it off. Ready to go. Yep. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um, next up is Olma. Um. Yes. Uh, do I have enough movement to get behind the casket on the left-hand side? On the left-hand side, let's see. So you've got um, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Yeah, you can, you can get there. You can just get there. Um, so I would like to book it behind you the book casket. It. Okay. And hide. Um, that is not my... I'm not hide, taking a hide action. I'm just... Um, and the casket here um, gives you half cover. Okay, just great. Just so you're aware. <laughs> 
Nice. Awesome. That's perfect. Um, and then I see March <laughs> right next to a giant wolf who's oddly a very similar size to her and Flynn on top of a wolf with his hands on the head of a wolf. I see my fire doing absolutely nothing. And <laughs> <laughs> you burned a rug, Omar. Good job. That rug had it coming. It's true. And um, I will rub my hands together and um, I'm kind of freaking out, kind of freaking out, and I will put them in front of me and say, Flynn, watch out! And oh no! Oh no! Chaos, <laughs> oh my god! Chaos bolt. At the, okay. At the, <laughs> at the wolf. Is that uh, an attack roll? Shit. It is an attack roll. Okay, it's make a your attack roll. Leveled spell, too, right? It is. Yes, oh it boy! Is. That was a 19 nice. plus 5. So that yeah, that hits. definitely hits. Let, should I roll my damage first or should I? Roll your I... damage first and then we'll do wild magic. Oh my god. Twice. 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 Oh god. Yeah, because we forgot to last yeah. time. So that is a 19 plus 5. Um, 10 points of thunder damage. Nice. 10 points of thunder damage. Nice shot. All right. And that is not an area of effect, correct? It That's a target not. spell? It is a okay. targeted spell, yes. Perfect. So Flynn is not harmed. <laughs> so, so, I, so, the, so the whirling mass um, comes out of my hands and it's just like wiggling colors of various shades and eventually it settles right before it hits the giant red wolf, settles on this like gray, dark, like vibrating color that just hits the wolf full on. And how sorry, how much damage was that? 10 points. 10 points. Nice. It was time. not a fan of that. This is the second time Flynn has narrowly escaped being electrocuted by Oma. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't lightning damage. It was, was thunder. thunder damage. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, okay. And I need to roll twice for wild magic. You need to roll twice, and you need to beat a two. I rolled a two. What? Oh, no way. No. Um, Fuck meets me. It, meets it, beats it. <laughs> wow. Question mark. Um, oh, my oh, my God. Yeah, does this count as oh that? God. Does it count no. as a beat it, beat it? <laughs> it does you not. roll a one, it's what? a one, and you... Oh. That's right. That's really? right. It's not the same. Yeah, because for it's the first one... Class. Yeah. Yeah, because um, then no. in that case, the first one you would <sighs> yeah, succeed no matter what. Oh, God. Well, hey, guys, so, it could be good. It could be good. It's going to be great. Twice, it's going to be like an instant kill werewolf. What if she cast Major Restoration on it or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or fix the ground. Okay, let guys, me roll this is, up. This is going really bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it makes um, sense. It's, it's I'm very, so sorry. I'm so sorry to not put Oma in school. Oma, Oma feels like she's like, oh no, I don't know what's happening. It's so cute. I apologize for not having this prepared it's as so I did legitimately not think that this would be happening so soon. Right now it is. Let's see what happens with you. Oma, Oma You're like, a top oh werewolf. Yeah, that's the cool part. Okay, I'm going to roll a D100. You suggested it. Yeah. She's like, okay, I'll try that. She feels her whole body. Occupied. 
vibrating. So <laughs> oh my goodness. Do not blink out of existence. Guys, I'm so okay. happy this out of happens existence. so often. <laughs> you don't blink out of existence, but you can feel, there's sort of like this weird itching sensation on your forehead. Oh, no. And it's weird. And then as you go up and touch it, you can feel your skin begin to move and <gasps> warp just on your forehead. And all of a sudden, the skin begins to split on your forehead oh. and two eyelids open up as you have a third eye on your forehead. What? Um, you feel as though you can, like, your your vision opens up into this new spectrum. What? As uh, for the next minute... Um, you have advantage on all wisdom checks that rely on sight. So any perception check that you have that relies on sight, you have um, advantage on for the next what? minute. Wow. Do we see this? Yeah. Yeah, very clearly a third eye has formed on Alma's forehead. Guys, I am, I am no longer looking at the wall. My forehead hurts. <laughs> Um, What's wrong? And I believe that's that's the end of your turn. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> she yeah, doesn't I have duck. to do a second I, roll, right? With any movement I have left, I just duck behind the Wait, casket. Wait, does she have to do a second roll? <laughs> Could I, if I poke my third eye, will it hurt? It's exactly like a normal eye. Ah! <laughs> um, no, that that roll I was just counting as like disadvantage on a roll. Um, as we forgot to do it last time. That's mechanically gotcha. how I'm taking it. Got it, got okay. It. Um, next up, um, in the initiative, uh, Farlane is just going to keep holding his spear and just take a step back into this hallway just before the door, um, just sort of having his back up against the doorway here. Just sort of <laughs> backing out of danger as best as he can. Next up, uh, Shreya, you are up in the air. What would you like to do? Uh do I see the transfer? Like, how how far up am I? Would I have noticed the craziness that just happened with the wild magic? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, with especially with Olma sort of yelling out in a surprise <laughs> way, you would definitely be able to notice that. Uh, I'm gonna look over, clock that, like, and zoom in, <laughs> zoom, because I like. I, I'm gonna zoom in on that eye and like crick my head around and just like focus on it for a minute. It temporarily takes me out of uh, this this mania, uh, <laughs> and I, I'm just really fascinated and focused on it. Uh, do I notice anything? Odd? Like, does it look different than the other eyes? Um, no. It's just you know how like people have a right eye and a left eye, and like they're sort of shaped a little bit differently. This one seems to be pretty symmetrical, as as like a center eye. Whoa. Okay. Uh. I am going to remember that we are in danger and tear my focus away from the eye uh, begrudgingly because uh, I just want to look at it more. Uh, and then I'm going to turn to the... I'm going to fix my eyes on the mechanical... The source of the the source of where the first arrow came from. Would I be able to see that from the ceiling? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and now, especially that you're at the ceiling, you can definitely, I mean, pardon the pun, but you're really getting a bird's eye view from oh. up here of, of the, <laughs> oh, the, the oh, battlefield. Boy, Let's, um, See you, folks. Yeah, I guess I we're done. I guess that's the end. Hilarious. <laughs> Thanks, Claire, for tuning in. Um, and then Elbor thank you guys. exploded. <laughs> we will see you all next week. Uh, um, 
But uh, yeah, you can, like, at this point, you can see all of the movement that's happening on the battlefield here. Your vision is not obstructed by anything. Great. So I'm going to focus in on the source where that arrow came from. I'm going to hold my uh, my staff up toward, like, above my head, and I am going to start to turn and whoosh my wings and also turn at the same time into like a corkscrew motion with the tip of the staff and the tip of the crystal on my staff forward uh, as I cry, all arms forward! And I'm gonna corkscrew dive bomb, uh, try to drive my staff into that mechanical thing. Okay, okay yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, specifically the one that fired the arrow, right? Yes. Not the one that misfired? Yes, the one that fired Okay, so yeah, that was the one that was um, a little bit further down. So um, yeah, with your movement, with your fly speed, you can definitely get there. Um, so yeah, roll that attack. Oh, fuck. That's a six. Damn it. Oh, I'm gonna mm. crash. Oh, man, <laughs> a six just misses. Um, but uh, yeah, you are now up in combat with these two things. Um, their attention, for the most part, seems to have shifted to you and not on the rest of the party. All right. Guess that's my that's turn. <laughs> okay. Um, next up, this werewolf is going to... Um, now, with Flynn on top of it, um, it is going to... It's just going to start swinging wildly. It can't quite reach up and get Flynn, so <gasps> it's going to start swinging at March. So, it is going to take its first bite attack towards March. That is going to be a 19 to hit. Does that hit? Yeah, just, that's literally what it is, yeah. Okay, so it just hits as um, the the bite comes out, and it just snags a piece of your armor, but then it digs deeper in, and you can feel it pierce through the armor and into your flesh. That is going to be... Let me see what the damage is going to be for that. That's going to be seven points of piercing damage. And then it's also going to swing around with its claw. And that is going to be a seven to hit. So I assume that that does not hit. Um, As its claw swings wide and it also catches a piece of your armor, but it deflects off of it. Okay, that's going to be the end of the wolf's turn. Kellick. I have a quick question, right. actually. Yeah. While I'm holding on to the crown, um, I'm using that as like my benchmark to hold on to this beast. Does it seem like I'm going with it, or or is that like... like a- I'm going to say, just mechanically, you are able to get up to the shoulders of this sure. thing. You were not actually <laughs> able to interact with the crown at all. So you're, you're sort of holding the tufts of its fur gotcha. right at its shoulders, okay. um, but you're right there next to the crown. Cool. Cool. Kalik. So Flynn's on top of this creature. The <laughs> yes. creature's swinging at March. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trya has dive-bombed the, the uh, automatons in the back. Correct. And almost grown a third eye. <laughs> yes. What's going on? Right. Everything's right, so fine. A lot has happened. Everything's uh, fine. <laughs> well, uh... In 36 seconds. Right. Well, so what I'd like to do, even though this creature looks terrifying, is I'm going to pull the rope from my backpack, and I'm going to tie it 
tie a knot, and then I'm going to attempt, acknowledging Flynn's course of action here, to throw the rope uh, around the creature, or or if Ooh. I can get to its hands or something, find a way to to, to bind and restrain yeah. this creature in some way. If I can just pull his arm or something, maybe around his okay. neck. Okay. Um, even though you are using the rope, I am going to just have this as a straight grapple check. So it is okay. going to be contested athletics. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Stringy Gallic, cleric Gallic, might. He's our man. If he can do it, no one can. Yeah, but m- maybe March could do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is going to be an 18. <laughs> That's a 10. For, uh, okay. For poor, poor Kellek. Yeah. Um, part of the rope catches, but then he just swats it away. Right. All right, um, with that, next up on the initiative is March. This thing has taken a couple swings at you, and uh, you've deflected them for the most part. So what do you want to do? Um, like several others around us, I will have been momentarily just distracted by that third eye that just popped up, and I'm going to come back too when I feel, oh, ow, in my shoulder from uh, this creature. Um, And DM, I would like to get a quick clarification because I've never used this. I knew it was a thing, but I didn't ever use it. Um, Apparently, as a bonus action, I can do two-weapon fighting. Okay. Does that mean I can throw a javelin and a warhammer? I'm actually not sure mechanically. Two-weapon fighting is uh, light. You have to use a light weapon for the second. That's right, yeah. Well, thanks, Kalik. I'm going to shoot Kalik an (laughs) evil glance. Like, shut up. I just just put on glasses and turn to to (laughs) Marge. Two-weapon fighting is... You have to use a light weapon. (laughs) Well, question, though. If you're using the javelin and just holding it and not throwing it, couldn't that be considered a light weapon? Like, is it technically it's just a, a spear, It's right? a defined feature of the weapon. It's, uh, okay. a, it's about yeah. how 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 much effort it takes to swing it. Gotcha. So it's got to be listed as a light weapon as opposed to a melee weapon. Oh, uh, well, I mean, it can be a melee weapon, but it's additional. It's like something, you know how your Warhammer is versatile? Mm-hmm. It's, it would say versatile light. So like, a, I think a scimitar would be an example or a Well, the uh, Warhammer dagger. does say versatile, but it doesn't say light. Right. That's for sure. Versatile is because you could do it two-handed or one-handed. Yeah. Well, fine. Thanks, <laughs> Kalek. <laughs> um, in, in that case, uh, I won't try and do that. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and... Oh, man. I'm worried about Shreya, but... Um, okay, I'm just, I'm going to do, I want to keep this thing distracted from the fact that he's, there's a, there's, there's Flynn on him. I don't want him really Whoa. paying attention to that. Whoa. I would like to. <laughs> Every time I mention. Flynn catchphrase. And I just sort of see Flynn just at the top. Um, and what I would like to do is sort of almost to an extent sort of bend down a little because if this thing's nine feet and I'm about six five, um, I would like to, in a sense, try and aim for its knee, a kneecap with 
my Warhammer. Okay. Um, yeah, go for it. Make an attack roll. 22. Yeah, that definitely hits. Roll your damage. Okie dokie. That's the wrong one. Oh, where'd it go? Please hold. Uh, that's going to be 10. 10. 10 points. Bludgeoning again. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, you swing around with your Warhammer, and as soon as it makes contact with the knee, you can feel like this crunch as it bows out. Um, If this was any other creature, this probably would have taken its its knee completely out, Um, but you feel that it it just muscled through it a little bit. It does drop down to one knee, giving Flynn a little bit more stability there as it's not moving around wildly, though. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Okay. Um, is that the end of your turn, March? Uh, that's yeah, pretty much it. Just gonna again, just just hold that sucker in my shield in front of me. Not very happy about the blood coming out of my shoulder from that that swipe attack. That's pretty much it. Okay. Um, next up are the iron guards in the back. Um, let's see. So the first one. Um, is going to turn to Shraya as its crossbow bolt uh, arm has been decommissioned for the moment. Um, It is going to use its sword arm to swing at you. Let's see what we got. That's going to be a 15 to hit. That hits. These aren't aberrations, are they? (laughs) By any chance? (laughs) These creatures? Um, These are not aberrations. Okay. And they're not elementals either. Right. No. It's like there's like two types of creatures that this spell doesn't protect it from trying. <laughs> uh, that is going to be three points of slashing damage. And the second one is going to turn to you. Now that you're very close to it, it's going to sheath its crossbow bolt arm and it is going to also swing at you with its sword arm. That is going to be a seven to hit. Nope. Okay, so it swings, and again, the some of the rust in its shoulder just doesn't allow it to quite complete. It almost like stutters its movement as it's coming towards you and just isn't able to connect the attack. Next up, we are at the top of the initiative. Flynn, you are on top of this thing. You felt it drop to one knee. You can feel a little bit more uh, stabilized on the shoulders. What would you like to do? I'm going to pull that thing off. Woo! <laughs> okay, nice. Um, I am going to have you make a either an athletics or an acrobatics check for me. Sure. Oh, man. Uh, 11. I'm not rolling this dice anymore. 11, okay. He's going to be in a, a contested. Con- contested terribly again. That is going to be... What's his dexterity? That's going to be a five. <gasps> no so you're able to just grab onto this thing. Now, additionally, I'm going to have you make just a straight strength check. As you can feel, it's almost like like held to its head, almost like magnetized. You can feel a little bit of give, but you're going to have to pull a little bit harder. Sure. Is it a um, strength check so, or a strength saving throw? Uh, strength check. check. This check. is just going to be a DC 10 strength check. Oh, just 10. Okay. So I rolled a two. What was it? 
Okay. And then I subtract one. So I come <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Nice. So you're still there. You're holding onto the crown. You got the ground crown grappled, but you just haven't been able to pull it off. Um, mm. Yeah. Is that going to be your turn? Um, does it seem like when I'm pulling on it or tugging on it, does it seem like this thing is worried that this... Do I get any reaction from this creature of like, this is working? This is something that he's worried about? Yes. As soon as it feels sort of this thing lifting off of it immediately its focus goes from march back to you and you can you can feel sort of a shift in this thing's body language um hold on just checking really quick because we just okay had leveled up i would like to action search and try again okay yeah let's go you fight her level two better than a two better than a nice. two so, <laughs> once again a dc 10 <laughs> nice so 15 total Okay. <laughs> awesome. So you plant your feet into this thing's shoulders, grab onto the crown, and you rip it off of its head, and immediately it releases, and you are flung back off of the creature, and you hit your back onto the ground, now free from it. Do I, um, do I take any damage from falling nine feet off this super tall? You don't. Okay. <laughs> and then I have a bonus action and movement, so... Um, yeah, I'll just land behind it, like, kind of where I'm at. And just kind of stay there and hold the crown. And then I'll, I'll wave it. Do I know that Kalik has that other piece? We took a piece or something, right? A piece of gold from... You You have it. Do I have... No, do I have that little piece of, like... You guys put it in the dwarven oh, box. Cool. You put it in mm-hmm. Jarnan's Can I... um, custom mm-hmm. box. I got it! That's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You are now free from this thing. Um, Oma, you, especially now with your <laughs> perception, you know that Flynn has this crown without a shadow of a doubt. And um, I'm going to have you roll a perception check for me at advantage. 17. A 17. Um, so you notice with your godlike perception now, um, you can see that the uh, the hairs are slowly begin to beginning to retract and you can see inch by inch this thing is beginning to come back down to size from its nine feet it's only going a little bit at a time um, almost imperceptible but it is beginning to revert back okay so I have poked my head I've poked my head out from behind the crypt to witness all of this and I look to March and I say is this gonna be here forever? <laughs> and then... <laughs> I Am I able to, to reply? <laughs> to reply to that? Yeah, sure. I have no fucking idea, but it's absolutely <laughs> tripping me out. Sorry. I'm just, I can't stop staring at it. Is it following me? Is it following me? <laughs> From behind the werewolf, you hear Flynn. There's like, a werewolf just like, language! <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I, I'm also going to say, um, I think that worked, Flynn. So maybe don't hurt it. Okay. Um, and I will look over to the automaton and try. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, and I will, is, is Shreya up? Is he flying or is he on the ground? I'm on the ground. He is on the ground. Okay. 
in that case, I will just... Shreya, do you need help? And I will um, put both of my hands out in front of me and kind of like, <laughs> like touch my third eye. Oh, no, no. And, um, <laughs> and um, I will just cast fireball. At number at the second automaton. Okay, make an attack roll. <laughs> twenty-three. Yeah, twenty-three for sure hits. Nice. Roll your damage. Seven. Seven points of damage. All right, you uh you throw your firebolt at it, and as it's sort of moving around in this mechanical motion, it's got these armor plates on it, and your firebolt um, shoots in just in between where two of the iron plates separate, and you can see it reels back, and the gears on the inside, some of them made of wood, begin to light and catch on fire as the insides begin to burn. It's not completely out of the fight yet, but you can tell its movement and everything is slowed um, by now this fire that's caught on the inside of it. Is that the end of your turn? Um, I duck my head back down and I grab my hood and I put it over my eye. Okay. Just pull my hood down over All my right. eye. <laughs> okay. I'm going to make a roll. Okay. Uh, next Uh-oh. up is <laughs> Shreya. You are now engaged with these two uh, uh, iron guards. One of them has just caught fire. Uh, Sort of uh, spooked by that a little bit while I clutch the wound from the sword that just got into me. I'm gonna turn rear back and uh, is the one that that stabbed me the one that is inflamed? Um, no, it is not. Okay, then I'm gonna rear back prepare my staff for another attack at the one that stabbed me. Okay. Go for it. Make an attack roll. Come on. Let's get one for this battle. (laughs) 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 Another six. I got another six. It's not your your preferred terrain, Shreya. Caves are not like your favorite terrain. Unfortunately misses. As I swing long again my I'm still distorted and can't focus enough to land anything on this person or machine okay um, next up is the werewolf now beginning to revert even more and more it is going to take one last desperate swing at uh, at March I'm holding the crown Yes, you are, but you are uh, behind it. it. And as it's as it's sort of reverting, um, it's just swinging at whatever is in front of it, it. Um, which happens to be March at the moment. Uh, and misses. That's going to be a four. So it uh, it swings wildly, and as it swings towards you, its claw retracts enough to mm. where it doesn't even reach you. Um, initially, it might have, oh, but cool. the, the arm is shrinking enough to where it just completely whiffs and misses you. Um, and it, uh, by the end of its turn, 
completely reverts back into its goblinoid uh, form. A, a little tiny goblin now laying there shaking on the ground, just a few tufts of red fur uh, all over its body. Uh, next up is Kellick. All right, uh, seeing this, I'm able to... Uh, uh, the goblin does not appear to be a threat. Yes, it's not a... Can I it, tell? The goblin seems to be incapacitated. It's, it's not dead, but it's very much out of the fight. Yeah, does it... And from experience, I know that it's it's not going to die from the transformation. At least to, I can... I can assume, I can presume, I suppose. Probably. Uh, so I'm going to uh, get within 30 feet of... Uh, the the furthest automaton, the one that Shreya is engaged with. Okay. Um, and uh, actually, can I see? Is Flynn? Uh, has the crown had any effect on Flynn? Can I tell uh, him as he's waving it at us? Does it Ooh. look like? Make a medicine he... check. That's a good Ooh. idea. I didn't even think of that. Crap. <laughs> uh, that is. I'm a doctor. Uh, twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 24. So, um, Flynn, you probably feel this a little bit too. Um, it's not progressing at all, but just on the hand that is touching the crown, a little bit of red fur has has <gasps> sprung up around That's his fingertips. Heck? Um, it's not progressing whatsoever, but it seems that the contact with the crown has just spurred it a, a little bit of a transformation here. Um, but but looking at you know what you've seen uh, here. Um, this probably is going to be a while until a full transformation happens. Right. Okay. I give Flynn a look of like, hey, just keep an eye on that, if you don't mind. And uh, I will use my action uh, to uh, channel divinity um, toward the uh, the uh, creature, uh, toward the uh, the automaton. I'll, uh, I'll whisper, Pride uh, Duco. And... Uh, uh, focusing hard on the uh, creature as the bandages on my hand begin to sort of slip off and the, and the burning light uh, begins to emanate from my palm. Uh, the Whatever source of the automaton's life there is, whatever it is, is animating it at this moment, uh, lines of light, of burning orange light begin to sort of emanate and, and show how these these things are tethered, show what the source of the life of this creature is. And uh, the next time an ally or I uh, hit the creature uh, with an attack, the creature has vulnerability to the attack's damage. Ooh. Nice. Uh, and uh, that will uh, be my turn. Okay. Next up is March. What would you like to do? Mm. Um, is Kaelic the only one who's able to see what's going on with the red fur with Flynn, or am I able to see that as well? Uh, if you want to make a medicine check, you can see if you can see that. Sure, why not? Oh. <laughs> it's a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So, yeah, just glancing over at this crown, um, yeah, you can see a little bit of red fur on, just on his fingertips. Okay. Um, I'm going to just just echo what what Kaylik has said and, and 
and sort of look at, at Flynn and quickly say, do you uh, want to maybe put that on the ground and not physically hold it? Or would you like a piece of cloth to hold it in? Or are like ready to rip my shirt? Um, <laughs> and while he's thinking about that, I would like to... Well, how far away is uh, the first and the second... Um, so, um, the, let me see. I literally forgot what they were called and I'm about to say those thingies. <laughs> uh, 20 feet and 30 feet. Okay. And Alma hits the second one, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, while I'm kind of waiting for an answer from, from Flynn as to, you know, if he would like a piece of cloth between him and the, and the uh, the gold crown, I would like to chuck a javelin at the one that's thirty feet away. Okay, go for it. That's going to be the furthest one. Yes, the one 30. that has not been not been damaged yet. Exactly. Yeah, thirty feet okay. away. Okay, make an attack roll. Shut up! No way, <laughs> guys. That was a nat twenty again. Did you just roll two nat twenties oh. in a row. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I'm going to need to inspect your dice. I think you have a dice. <laughs> Book of- <laughs> like, what do I do? Every side of her D20 has a 20. Yeah, just all 20s. <laughs> Shut up. That has never happened in my That's the coolest thing. I'm yeah, done. That's, that's rare. it. I got to quit. This has been great. <laughs> okay. You're going to love um, it. Second, yeah. time, roll, second time the roll, podcast uh, has ended this episode. Yeah, really. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. We're killing it, guys. Holy shit. Roll really your cool. damage. Um, and because that was uh, crit, you automatically do max damage plus... Um, your regular damage roll. Right. So max damage is 10, and then I'm going to do another one. Okay. And that's an additional nine. So Jeez. Nice. So um, you chuck this javelin, and it hits it center right in the chest, and it throws this iron guard back, and as it completely impales it to the wall, and you can see it's trying to move, but it's like stuttering, and it powers down yes. as it is now completely pinned nice. to this wall. She's gonna. And your javelin, as you threw it, it, your javelin buried itself about a foot into this stone wall. <laughs> Did it, it? Is it dead? Because it, it would do double damage because of my curse as well. It's it's very very. Dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it just explodes. A crit with vulnerability. That's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Try looks Shit. over as this that's thing whizzes past him and is just like. Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Uh, so Flynn, do you want a piece of, <laughs> piece of cloth? Um. Yeah, I guess. I'm just, I'm just gonna rip a piece of bottom of my shirt and kind of chuck it at him, and just just be careful. And that's it. You're really okay. strong. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, Thank you. Next up is uh, the second iron guard that's currently on fire. Um, <laughs> now all it's gonna do is try and take a swing at Trya. And that's going to be an eight to hit. That does not hit. <laughs> and um, you can see the the sword arm that swings towards you. Um, it stops halfway through and completely goes limp as the gears in its arm that have caught fire have disintegrated and it's no longer able to move its sword arm. 
as it just falls completely limp by its side. I'll be startled a little bit, but then relieved. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Flynn, you're up. Top of initiative. Mm. Um, does it seem like this other automaton is basically kind of like not a threat, really? Its arms aren't moving. It's struggling. Yeah. March can probably one shot it. It's having a hard time. <laughs> and how's this goblin look that has now transformed? I can't remember. Is he on? It's uh, uh, actually a very similar state to the way that uh, that Alathar was back at the camp, um, like writhing on the ground, shivering, twitching, um, but seemingly less so as time goes on. Mm. Could I... Um, I'll take the cloth piece and I'll move behind March if I could. Okay. Um, just to get away from the, the fight, get away from the goblin that's shaking. Kellick is probably about to examine this goblin anyway. I'm going to put the cloth on the ground. I'm going to put the crown on it. I'm going to go in my bag and pull out the other piece and attempt to just fit it in to see what happens. Okay. As you put the last remaining piece in, um, it begins to fuse, and the gold around the the piece that was broken off begins to melt a little bit and meld back into the form of the crown. And after about a second or two, it seems to be structurally sound. There's no longer any cracks there as it is all melded back together once again. Mm. Um, When I put it down on the ground, did the hair kind of start falling off? It receded back into your hands immediately. You oh. you no longer have any sort of transformation. Okay, well, now that I've put it back in and completed the circuit or fixed the crown, I would like to try and touch the crown again to see if I still start turning. Okay. Um, you touch the crown again, and you feel a little bit of a tingle within go. your hand. Okay. <laughs> and I wrap it up in a cloth. Uh, Kellick, I, I think I fixed the crown, but it's still... Uh, Giving me hairs. Uh, Why did you <laughs> fix it, Flynn? Wait, was we not supposed to fix the crown? The Turks, baby, and the wolves! <laughs> good point, good point. Valid. <laughs> Valid point. Um, we can destroy it logic. if you want. <laughs> and I, uh, that's it. <laughs> Flynn's like, crap, did I mess up? <laughs> All right. Um, Oma, it is your turn. We've got this one lonely, lonely iron guard here who's who's up in flames, um, probably going to be shut down in the next round or two anyways just due to the fire. Um, I'll peek up and just lift my hood a you little can, bit. You can peek without your yeah. eyes. <laughs> well, but my hood is covering. My hood is covering. <laughs> So I'll peek my whole head up and I will just like lift my hood just a little bit <laughs> over the eye so that I can see. Uh, do I see anything in the room? Um, do I see anything coming off of the crown? Do I see anything in the room that I might not have seen before? Make a perception check. At advantage. At advantage, yes. <laughs> and while she is doing that, um, I'm just going to open it up to everybody. Does someone want to have the final shot on this uh, on this iron guard here? Arch. March. Uh, March. Or, or Kalik. Yeah, Kalik, March, you're strong baby. too, Kalik. She's to destroying. Uh, I'll, I'll tell the dead it. 
and just just yeah. just just dissolve what's left of it with okay. the embers. Okay, and the insides of it, the, the armor on the outside that's sort of rusted doesn't uh, fade away anymore, but the gears on the inside completely turn to dust as it collapses to the ground. Um, yeah, so Oma, uh, we are now out of uh, out of combat at this point. Um, actually, I'm going to make one more roll here. <laughs> no, no, you're not. <laughs> well, don't do that. I don't, I don't think that said. sounds right. You just said. Nothing yeah, else to roll, I don't think. <laughs> I made my last roll. Um, Oma, what did you get on those perception checks? Terrible. I rolled a Terrible. two and a three. So Ooh. I got a five. Uh, nothing beyond what you haven't seen already yep. here. Stupid eye, can't see. <laughs> and then I just like pull it back over. <laughs> okay, now um, you guys have a bunch of dead goblins here on the ground. Um, caskets, uh, two of them lining each wall, one on the far wall, um, and some of these iron guards off in the corner. What would you guys like to do now that you uh, have defeated apparently what the the um, danger of this room has been. I would like to make my way, because it looks like there's like the one rug that led up to like one main casket. So I would like to yes. go towards that main casket and just like look inside because it's kind of cracked. Mm-hmm. Okay. You walk up to this main casket and you can see that it is the, it's it's a heavy, heavy, ornate stone casket. And on the inside you can see um a lining of wood and fabric and these little carvings and details on this thing, um, worn down with time, but when it was initially made, probably very, very well thought out and well crafted. Um, you go up and you see a headstone um, on the wall there. And you can see it reads in common. Okay. And it says, Here lies the red wolf, master of shadows a fearless leader and a faithful servant, son of the Archfey Dalmok and father to the fallen storm. If his rest be disturbed, the waking world shall bear witness to the horrors of his final breath. <gasps> and then below it are letters in a language I don't believe you read. Um, what languages do you know, Alma? Um, I know common and elvish. But I think there's one more that I know. But yes, common and elvish. Um, yeah, you do not, you cannot read what is written here. Okay. Uh, can I join her there? Because that would be, well, actually, I'll, I'll say, probably look guys, at the goblin. Guys, there's, um, there's Red Wolf stuff over here. Yeah, as she was walking but up. But I can't read it all. Yeah. As she was kind of walking up once the fight was over, I'm like wrapping the crown in the cloth and I... I'm like after Kellogg kind of dad yelled at me. I'm like, I mean, I don't know, man. I thought if I like put it together, maybe the curse would turn off. I kind it's of fine. also it's forgot fine. what exactly we're doing with the crown, and I yell over at Trish. Are we supposed to destroy this? It's probably best that it's in one piece, because then it, it can't spread, you know, like a virus. So it's probably for the best. Then don't worry about it. There's something here about if the red wolf wakes up. The whole world is going to bear witness to the travesties that existed when he died. So I, I, I think maybe, maybe the red wolf thing is, is, is bringing the darkness. I don't know. It's kind of confusing, and there's more here. I just can't read it. Can someone uh, help? 
I would like to just uh, quickly, I would like to go up there and join Kaelic and Olma, but as I do, I want to call out to uh, Farline and just uh, say, hey, uh, it's clear in here. You're okay to come on in so that he's at least within eyesight and earshot of all of us and not hanging out in a hallway. Um, You call out to Farlane and you look over and you see that you don't see him. You see he he must have he must have moved past um, moved past the doorway, um, back sort of backed out of the room um, when you guys were in combat. Uh oh, that could be bad. Uh, I'm tending to the goblin, so if you guys are doing things at the crypt, then or the casket, I'm gonna go go up to the casket to see um, to check it out real quick with uh, Alma before I go back around and see if Farlane's anywhere around. Okay. Uh, what languages do you know? Uh, common, draconic, giant, and orc. You do not know what this says. Nope, don't know that. So I'm going to go back to the entrance and try and look out and see Farlane. Can somebody, uh, can they tell what language it's in? Damn. Um, everyone who's looking at it can make uh, just a, a straight intelligence check for me to see if they recognize the language. Sure even though they might not be able to read. Yeah, Flynn will eventually, after he, after he finishes, or after I finish wrapping up the crown, I'll, I'll put it in my bag, um, you know, tie it up and then walk over. Do a really crappy roll. That was a six for me. <laughs> it's same, I got okay. Oh, what, what, what do I add? You just said straight intelligence, right? Um, yeah. I got an eight yeah. total. Okay. Four. Uh, four? <laughs> I, know, uh, I know Halfling, Common, and Dorvish. I don't know if that's any of them. Okay. Um, yeah, none of you guys know what this is. All the while this has been happening, Shreya has, like, exhaustedly, like, sat down on the uh, pillar that's collapsed <laughs> and is eating a few berries to try to, like, center himself. He's just beside Shreya. himself. Okay. Shreya, do you know what this says up here? You can just turn your head. You don't have to, like, come up here. It look, but do you know what it says? Uh, looks up from... Um, uh, what? What? And looks over. Can can my vision, like, ha- with my you know bird vision, can I see? What what can I make out from here? Yeah, you can see it. Um, what languages do you know uh, to see if you can actually? <laughs> I mean, read it? I don't know how much help I'm going to be either. I'm common Aarakocra and Auron, which is just the language of the elemental plane of air. You do not know what this says. DM, is it in Celestial? Can I can I rule that one out? That's the only uh, other is, language. Um, do you know Celestial? I do, yes. It is not Celestial. Right. Okay, does anybody have any parchment? Yeah, Flynn, Flynn was going to, or I was going to start, yeah, I'll like start doing the make thing. A, make well, a... Well, fine then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got it, Alma, don't worry. Much, do you want to do that? It? It's you, really fun. No, no, you got it. You got okay, it. Okay, all right. Um, and this, uh, this headstone is like, inlaid into the wall. So in order to actually do this, you you sort of lean over the casket a little bit, um, the casket that's open. And looking down into it, you see a um, like a mummified corpse in there. Um, this, it, it doesn't look unusual. Um, it looks pretty well preserved, but you do see within the wood um, and the stone there, there is a little, um, almost like an inset of a circle that looks pretty 
perfect that would fit the crown. It, it looks like there's a little placeholder here for the crown. Um, do... Uh, just so I can roll this out, DM, how's the goblin? Yeah. Is it stabilized? Can I can I make sure it's doing okay? And Yeah, make a medicine check. And who's keeping an eye while he's doing that? Who's keeping an eye on the um, crown? Oh, I have it in my... Flynn has it... I have it in my bag. Okay, great. That's a 21 on the medicine check. Uh, 21. The goblin has stabilized, but is unconscious. Okay. Should uh, we... I'm just going to put some... If I have... For my bedroll, I'll use a... I'll put a pillow under his head. I just try to make him comfortable. Okay. <laughs> the poor um, deer. Kai, turn around and see that. Yeah. Um, don't you think maybe, maybe we should tie him up because he wanted to become a red wolf and Did kill his was... kill his brothers. I mean, I don't think he wanted to kill his brothers, but I think he wanted the power of the Red Wolf, and that seems kind of dangerous. I'm not saying kill him. I'm just saying maybe tie him up. Remember, we I... ran into some air issues last time when we didn't tie people up. Are we sure that he even had any idea he was going to turn into this? Yeah, he probably could have just been robbing the crypt and saw a cool crown and put gold, it on. Gold crown and yeah. just wanted it. Okay. I mean, it's still the point stands. I'm, I'm in agreement, Olma, and I'll I'll set to work. DM just just tie in his 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 wrists and his his ankles as gingerly okay. as I can. He's unconscious. It's very easy to do. Um, are those doors on either side of the room? Yes, they are. Um. Jeez, goes deep. Are they locked? You can go up and try and open one. I would. I would. Would like you like to, to do that? I would like to try. Um, okay. Because the crystal went somewhere, and there's no other rooms other beyond this, right? I mean, it's just those two? It looks to be that there are only the two. There are three doors in this room, the one that you came through, and then the two on either side. And we don't see the crystal in any of the caskets. Do you go and inspect the rest of the caskets? Mm. Do they look I similar? I don't want to, but somebody should. Do they look like, in terms of ornamentation, are they the same or are they uh, more like, can we tell that this is the, the main one, so to speak? You can tell that this is definitely the main one um, that you guys are currently at. But the other four that are there are also very intricate. These are not standard coffins. Um, you can see three of them are completely closed. The one main one is slightly cracked open and Flint has seen the body inside. But then you look over and you can see the one in... Um, sort of the the right hand corner um is also askew a little bit is open okay i'll i'll before i go to the doors i'll go over there and look at it with my okay. head hood down um you look in and you don't see a body oh there's no, no body there Kalec, um, Kalec, there's no body all right, uh, that's bad. I'll come over, kind of scratching my head. With, uh, you do with also see um, a couple of headstones. You see one headstone adorning each of these caskets. Um, and you see on this one, of the one that's slightly open with no body in it, you see um, it says the name Corvin Amberstone. Lord of the Night and Right Hand to the Red Wolf. Is that name familiar to any of us? Drya, do you know any of these people in these Knight, coffins? Knight, like K 
K-N-I-G-H-T or night like N-I-G-H-T? Uh, N-I-G-H-T, as in not day. Uh, would I have heard, I mean, in the time that I might have spent uh, with, you know, in the commune, uh, would any of these, you know, would there have been folklore, or legends, anything that would, would have clued me into any of these names? <clears throat> um, I'm going to have just Shreya make a history check for me. Have, have have you guys shared the information that the crown that there's a slot for it? Yeah, I'd probably be talking to you about it. All right, we're, um, all, we're all up to speed on everything that's been yeah, discovered. Both of my dice deciding if we should put it back or not. Failing me, uh, seven. Yeah, uh, seven. The the name does not ring a bell for you. No, nor do any of the sort of monikers. Uh, not, not familiar with that particular name. With uh, with Olma calling out and saying there's not a body in this casket, even though the other three seem kind of closed, I would like to just check on those as well. And even if they're closed, I'd like to open them, even if there is a dead body in them. I just want to clarify how many caskets are in this room without dead okay. bodies and how many caskets are in this room with dead bodies. So you go to the one in the bottom right-hand corner, and that um, the casket for this is a little bit bigger than um, the other ones. Um, and you see that the the headstone here reads, Uza the Bonebreaker, Ghost of the Western Isles. And you sort of you push open the top of the casket, and this thing is is pretty heavy, but after a couple of seconds, you're able to get it open just enough to see inside. And you do see that there is, uh, a body in here, a very large body, um, looking to be that of a dragonborn, but very like very similar to the the other casket. Um, seems to be pretty well preserved and mummified, but also very much dead. You go to the one in the bottom left. On the headstone, it reads Sasura Galmot, High Mage of Taltholir and Herald of the Depths, and you open this one as well, and immediately you see another body there. Um, humanoid in form, um, pretty standard height, um, but you do see two horns protruding from the forehead and curl back over the skull. You move to the one off in the top left. Um, this one has sort of been displaced a little bit by the cave-in um, that had happened, but you can sort of um, piece it together. Um, you see that this one, the headstone says, Fairnock Brewbasher of the Bartok Mountains. And you open this casket and you can see that there is a smaller body um, looking to be that of a dwarf, similarly mummified. Can you repeat um, the last, Sasura and, and Farnock? Yes. And what were the monikers? Sasura Galmot, High Mage of Talthalir and Herald of the Depths. And then Fairnock Brewbasher of the Bartok Mountains. Brew- I can send you guys these. Great. Cool. Brew- Brewbasher. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, underneath every one of these headstones, in seemingly the same language, um, there seems to be a uh, not as much writing, but a similar piece of writing. So it seems like there's a similar phrase 
on these headstones as um, the main one. The main one just seems to have um, a longer phrase. I think uh, if... Who was opening these originally? Was it Alma? March. March. I I pushed off. So I'm going to just say, hey, guys. uh, So I got dead bodies here. Um, These guys are all kind of different, but they've all got something underneath them talking about... I I mean, I can't tell you what it's talking about because it's in that same language. We don't know. So... If we want to also take some imprints of this, I think we, we probably should. But it looks the same, right? It looks identical? Uh, yeah. Yeah, from what I can tell, I mean, I don't really understand this language or know what it is, but so they maybe, all look So maybe identical. it's just one? Do we just need one of them? Yeah, I'll um, bring over the, the, thing I, the imprint I did, and I'll hold it up and see if the symbols match. Yeah, so you hold it up next to it, and you look at the the one from the main casket, and the first half seems to be the first half from the main casket seems to be repeated onto all of the other lesser caskets. Um, the main one just has uh, like a second piece to it that the other ones don't have. Okay. Have a have a like maybe another phrase or another sentence at the end of it. Okay. And is it all different sentences or are they the same? Like, is they're all the, the same? The, the same, same sentence. Okay. So they're all the same symbols, but the big casket had a little bit more. So correct. Yeah. I guess we don't so need to. Do you think? Do you think we should be worried about this Corvin guy? Is that? Yeah. Uh, I think. Do you think it's that creature we saw in the forest? <gasps> do you think? You know, well, the, did we see anything in the forest, or did we, we hear something? We heard. I don't. I didn't get a good look at it. I just know it was fearsome, and I didn't want to get any kind of closer to, to learn. But it's up and walking around, and uh, all the forces we've encountered thus far have smelt of undeath. Uh, so it doesn't. It's not too far of a stretch to think this this cor Corvin, the Lord of the Night. Rose from the dead, night. and yeah. he's leaking shadows about the place. Can I go back mm. to the that I guess Corbin's uh, coffin and take a peek yeah. in again? Do I see like mm-hmm. a crown in there or or something? Or can I look for crowns um, in the other ones? You don't. So looking in, um, you see uh, on oh, in all of them there are um, in all of them that have bodies there are like. Um, there, it, there's like headdresses and like ornate, um, sort of looking like ritualistic robes and uh, stuff like that adorning the bodies, but nothing crown like. Well, I'm a little worried um, that Farlane isn't with us. And if Corvin is out there and Farlane is out there, that's probably bad. But also. What about the crystal? Do we need to do we need to find out where that is? Do we think just Corvin is causing the problems, or is the there more in this tomb that we don't know about? Well, I mean, there definitely is more. There's the room where that acid thing was was attacking the bodies and eating them. There's also and then we there's also have these, two yeah pathways we can take still yeah, to go deep. These two doors. Should we should we look at them? Whatever. I think we need to find Farlane first. Yeah, we probably should go get him. And then we can explore these two doors. I don't care about that fool. He's too stupid to stay with us, and I don't care what happens to him. Maybe he thought he was going to grow an eye as well. 
Well, we're here I'm... to save the town, Kellick, and he's part of the town. So... Right. Uh, I'm here to, to rid this place of the shadows. I don't much care. Tr- trust me, Kellick. I wanted to, you know, throw a javelin through his head as well, but he is a friend of Shrya's, and so long as he can continue to want to better himself, as everyone says, that perhaps we should give him that opportunity. But what if there are bigger problems down here that's causing problems for the village? Like, don't you think Farlane would want us to protect the village? Kellogg is visibly distraught. Uh, you can see I'm, I'm like rubbing my brow with my hands. Just, and I'm looking over to Shrya, just trying to watch his face for any signs of of um, sympathy of of having the same feeling of of disappointment. Or just how could how could they have allowed this? I would hope that we can find Farlane and return him in one piece to the village. I hope that. Uh, and I shudder a little bit from the from the stab wound. Let's return this place to its natural order and be on our way. Can't stand being in here. Then, if you put the the crone back where the goblins found it, will that do anything? Should we at least test it? I mean, it could, but I mean, what's to stop another ground round round of goblins coming in here and doing it doing it again? I agree, but every second that the shadows exist in this forest, more more danger looms for the elves of. Try his commune. Yeah, we can try it. I mean, we still have to find where this body is. And then I'll kind of yell out down the hall, Farlane! Farlane! The notes don't indicate you... how to put the red wolf back to sleep, right? It doesn't say, it just says when, when, when the red wolf is awo- awakened. Uh, yeah, I can read that for you one more time. Um, here lies the Red Wolf, Master of Shadows, a fearless leader and faithful servant, son of the Archfey Dalmok and father to the fallen storm. If his rest be disturbed, the waking world shall bear witness to the horrors of his final breath. Flynn, you yell out to Farlane down the hall, and you just barely hear... <laughs> You guys hear that? Can we all hear that? Do we all hear that? <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, um, no. Farlane is in trouble. Farlane? Damn. Farlane? The fucking fool. And I'll start walking Buddy? down the hallway and grab my torch off the ground if it's still lit. And... Okay. Um, and you go through the doorway and immediately there, down to your right, with a mechanical arm sword stabbed through his <gasps> chest... Um, you see Farlane laying there, and his arm also outreached with a javelin, piercing the chest and going all the way through the chest of a uh, dead iron guard. No! Um, seemingly having both gotten an attack in on one another. Can I cast Spare the Dying on him? Can I run up and attack um, the thing? Sure. Is he, he's I still mean, got is a, he, is he still, he's still got a sword. He's got a sword through his chest. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, and who, who the, saw it the first? iron guard is the iron guard is not moving at all. Who's who's there? For, do I get up there and see this? I, if I, if I'm first, I'll have I'm both of you guys pushing. I'll have both of you guys roll initiative. Okay. Um, 
just to see who gets there first. Uh, eight plus. Hold on. Uh, sixteen for me. I think you're first. I got a twelve. Yeah, I got. A okay, Caleb, you get there first. Can I? I mean, can I do if it if it's not moving? Can I remove the 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 blade and and try and stabilize uh, Farlane? I'm assuming he, is he down? Uh, yeah, he is. He's down. He's conscious. And as you reach down to do that, he's got this just blank stare on his face, and he's whispering to himself, "He's. I must protect my people. I must protect my people. I must protect my people." Non doom. Non doom. All right. And as you you're pulling the sword out, right? Right. As you pull it out, blood begins to just pour out onto the ground, and I, you can see him begin to lose consciousness. I mean, I've I've got to take the necessary steps to to to. I mean, I don't have any like proper. I don't have a healing kit left, but I have some cloth, and I'll try and bandage the wound to the best of my ability and cast uh, spare the dying on him to stabilize him. Okay, um, this is a mostly internal wound. This sword went pretty deep into his chest, so I'm gonna have you make a uh, medicine check. All right, for this before you do spare the dying. Fair enough. Uh, that is uh, 21. Uh, 21. So you're able to bandage up most of the wound. It doesn't seem like blood is coming out anymore. Um, but again, the damage is mostly internal. And um, as he slips into unconsciousness, you cast Spare the Dying, and he is still unconscious, but he's continuing to breathe. I'll run the up with keeper wants you. <laughs> Is he all right? Is he good? What's going on? I managed do I to... Hear, do I hear Flynn saying these things? Yeah, at this point, Shry, okay. you you can go up and, and you see your friend uh, laying there unconscious on the ground, bleeding from his chest. Arlene, my old friend. I'm going to cradle his head in my, in my hands. Oh, we're going to get you out of this. We're going to get you through. Just hang in there. Am, am I able to tell, because I would like to sort of walk up, and am I able to tell that if I removed the javelin from this, the iron guard, would the iron guard get up again? Um, you uh, make an investigation check for me. I'm just going to sort of help try out, like, to hold Farlane and to get him into a, a relatively stable, safe position okay. against that the wall. That was ni- 19, sorry. Uh, 19, you look in and you can see that, um, you look at the gears that are around where the javelin is going through and they are trying to click forward, um, click like sort of in a in a clockwise rotation, um, but they seem to be jammed by the javelin that's in there. Okay, then I will um, leave that there. How old does this crypt look? Does it look older than the Elven village? Um, make a uh, make a history check. Actually, uh, make it nature. Yeah, it would be more nature. You got it. One second. Try up. Was Farlane always this compulsive? Or impulsive, rather. Has he always been such a risk taker? He did have pastimes I disagreed with. Uh, he, like Flynn, would sometimes try to ride wild beasts. 
would have thought if he'd seen that, he would have had a moment of recognition, but he he left. You can't blame him for wanting to take care of his his commune, to take care of his kin. But we can't seem to keep the man from dooming himself. I do hope he comes too. Maybe this maybe this could be the thing that causes him to take more care before he decides to do things. Six. Try. Oma, you got a six? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really hard to tell. You know that elves live a really long time, um, but you also, looking around at not only the, the structural damage that has happened over time, but the masonry, you can also tell that this place is really old. Um, you really can't tell. Mm-hmm. Shia, do you think this is all really, really, really old? Do you think it's all been here way before the elves even built their village? Because the things that they're talking about, it it seems strange that... I mean, if they're talking about a time of, of darkness and turmoil, why would the elves settle here? Arlene said that the that the shadows weren't this way before we got here. It was a week ago. I know that. That's not what I'm asking. I'm saying it was probably very, very dark when the Red Wolf walked the earth before and Corvin walked the earth alive. So do you think that was like way, way before the elves even settled? Uh, I'm going to rack my brain at any kind of like architectural styles or symbols or anything that I've been taking in on my way into this in between my fits of anxiety uh, that I might have seen on my travels before. Yeah. Um, make a history check. Oh, 15. That one's a little better. That's first good roll of the day. 15. Hey. 15. Notably, nothing that you have ever seen before. Um, you rack your brain for maybe conversations that you've overheard at the commune. Um, But this is the first that you've ever even heard of a graveyard being here for the most part. Um, Also hearing Farlane, who has been the leader of this commune for quite some time, he seemed surprised that it was here. Mm -hmm. Um, So for the most part, this graveyard was probably pretty unknown. I think we might be other than these goblins, uh, perhaps the first living beings to have come down here, if it's true that the goblins were the ones who broke in. Mm, that scares me. I'd like to see the remaining chambers here. Mm-hmm. I'd like us to know the depths of this curse and, and, and how much more of it has been released. Yeah, I think we... we need more information for sure. What should we I do with Farlane? Trya? Do you want to stay with him? I will stay with him. I have a few herbs from my homeland that might do something for him, but they do not touch the depths of healing that... And I motion over to Kellek. But I will do what I can. Um, will you scream really loud if something happens? Yes. I... You know that I can screech. I've just been quite stifled in my language and everything since I've been down here. 
Well, yeah. you can say anything you want to say. Just scream it really loud in whatever language you want so that we know you're in trouble. Okay. Yeah, and are you okay, Shrya? I've seen better days. You will again. We'll get through this. And we'll be back soon. How could have Eldaria? Uh, and Shry is gonna um, just sweep his wingspan around both he and Farlane, uh, and kind of huddle uh, wingspan. And then with his hands, uh, he's going to you know dig into his pouch and try to pull out you know anything that he might have brought from his homeland that that could help that could help this guy out. Okay. And as you wrap your wings, protecting yourself and Farlane. Um, attempting to administer some some of your ancient medicine. And as the rest of the party then moves back and goes to investigate the rest of this temple, um, that is where we're going to end today's session. Um, you guys uh, you guys uncovered quite a bit oh, on that, uh, during that session. Um, oh. I had a lot of fun with that one. Flynn rode a werewolf. Do I still have an eye? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, how long do you we get can, to keep that eye? We can get to that next we'll time. Find out <laughs> next time. So I had a lot of fun with that one. Um, I hope you guys did too. Um, that was kind of a, a stressful one. You guys figured a lot out. Kelly is um, pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Some stressful shit. All right. Um, and with that, um, we're going to end. And we can't wait to see you guys all next week. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye. Hey guys, this is Shane. I play Kellogg on Venture Forth, and I also wrote all the music for the podcast. If you like what you're hearing and you want to support us, you can find us on all social media platforms as VentureForthDND. You can also check us out on Patreon under that same moniker, uh, where we have a, a map of Elbor and uh, some of our character sheets uh, for your perusal without even having to become a patron. So go check that out uh, and do become a patron if you would like. We would like that. Another way you can help us out is by telling your friends and family uh, that you're enjoying our podcast, especially if they're into this kind of thing. Uh, that's a huge, huge way you can help us out. Uh, thank you so, so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, and we'll see you next time on Venture Forth. Bye, nerds.